0: This episode of the Tome Show is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for using the Tome's Amazon and D&D Classics affiliate links. Welcome to the Tome Book Club for November and December of 2015. The Tome is a DD and d news, reviews, and interview show. And I'm your Tome host, Jeff Greiner. In each book club episode, we discuss one D&D-related book, spoilers be damned, in full book club style. And our book this time around is the Star Wars Aftermath book. Is that the title? It's got a weird, confusing title.
1: Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig.
0: Okay, I'm willing to go with that. I think when I looked it up before, it was something like... Star Wars. It's, after-
1: it's part of the it's part of the Journey to the Force Awakens publishing. Yeah, that's what it was. Event and some outlets think that that's part of the, the title. title. It that's, is. It that's is what it. I found.
0: Yeah. Okay, but in any case, you will notice that was not Tracy. She's not here with us again. But we do have, as always, Eric and Paquette. Hello. And also joining us is our own walking, talking Holocron Cube, Jeff Wynn, brought in due to his universal expansion of the excellent galaxy. May the force be with you. (laughs) You like how I'm going to mess up all of the continuity stuff tonight? Uh, I I do not like that. Oh, (laughs) well, that's why you're here, because you have the the continuity uh, expertise, right? You you are um, knowledgeable of the expanded universe. Did I say it right this time? Yes, it is the expanded universe. Very good. Uh, so Jeff is here to uh, to fill us in on, on anything we might need to know from there as well. Um, and, you know, he likes reading books and talking about D&D. You might know mm-hmm. him from the Appendix N podcast. That's right. Listen to the Appendix N podcast, folks. All right. Uh, so this episode tells the story of the Star Wars universe after the original three movies. Uh, the Emperor's dead, Vader's dead, the second Death Star went all kablooey. Uh, that's a technical term, right? Yes. Okay, yes. good. Uh, the Empire, however, is not yet gone. This novel in some ways sort of explains the new status quo between Episode 6 and 7. Uh, it is appropriate that we are recording it then on uh, the day that Episode 7 has come out. Uh, at this point, has anybody on the panel tonight actually seen the new movie?
2: I have not. I think
1: it comes out at midnight tonight.
0: Okay, well, I know there are some theaters in my town here showing it uh, an hour and a half ago.
2: There was some pre-release I had been shown. I know my prime minister has shown it to some hospital kids in the area. Yeah, so. no.
0: There was a news story today that, that uh, there's a little museum, kids' museum theater that was show had actually three showings before midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. So. Busy, busy. So, anyway, none of us have seen it. This is the day, though, so we figure this is a good day to talk about the novel that, you know, maybe if you haven't seen the movie yet or you have, this might fill in some gaps for you. I don't know because none of us have seen the movie. So, uh, who wants to tell us what Star Wars Aftermath is about? Ooh, ooh, me. I think Jeff does. I think so, too. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars
1: Aftermath is about a uh, group of heroes on the planet... Akiva, Akiva, Mm -hmm. Uh, who come together by by chance to stop a meeting of some top rebel official – top imperial officials uh, who are there to discuss the future of the empire or the imperial
0: remnant. Uh, Your your slip there, by the way, I thought was um, maybe a little Freudian too because that is one of the themes of the story, right? What now is? that the rebels have won, um, are the rebels becoming the new empire, and are the, is, are these imperials becoming the new rebels that are in hiding and, and trying to not be caught?
1: Yes, one of one of the themes is the uncertainty of of the future, mm-hmm. which I, I believe is because uh, Chuck Wendig actually probably doesn't know anything about the Force <laughs> Awakens as uh, certainly did not when he was contracted to write this book probably about about a year ago sure at least so um this this book was a disappointment to me in in one respect in that uh it it was advertised as sort of bridging the gap between uh, episodes six and seven, and I, I think we're going to find that it it doesn't really do that in any real sense. Sort oh. of like the Sundering series didn't really tell us anything about the Sundering. However, <laughs> it it is a great
2: novel, Eric. So, and that's interesting, what you know, right? Oh, oh. What, what did you say, Eric? Well, basically, it is book one of a series, which I believe, and it is takes place six months after Return of the Jedi. Right. So, mm-hmm. compared to Force Awakens, which is thirty years after.
0: After right, and, and and I could see uh, the a time, a timing be that this s- series, or I, I think it even called it the trilogy, where uh-huh. it starts six months after and it ends six months before Force Awakens, and then the other one is sort of you know fifteen years in or whatever, and it, and it's entirely possible that that's not at all the case, right. uh, but I could certainly see the trilogy as a whole kind of filling in that
1: gap. I'm. Um, I'm not even sure Mr. Wendig knew that he was writing a trilogy when he was contracted to made, write this that book. But you're
0: you're you're not interviewing Mr. Wendig after this show, are you? Um, Tracy tried to set that up. I think she had uh, hopes that she had a way of getting a contact with him, but we have not pulled that off yet. Oh, that's 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 too bad. No, who knows? Maybe in the future. But uh, so yeah, uh, if anything, so what does it tell us? I guess. I, I guess if anything, it tells us that the end of. Um, episode six was not the end of the Empire, right? That's the the mm-hmm. the big theme that the Empire didn't just fall apart when when Palpatine died,
1: right? And so so far this is this is pretty much uh, keeping to the general um, ideas that the the previous expanded universe laid laid down. Um, the the years following Return of the, of the Jedi, you had the New Republic fighting what was called the Imperial Remnant. Uh, various uh, generals and and power brokers would would pop up with some new uh, secret weapon and and try to, to take the galaxy back and the new republic would uh, beat them back 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 down again. So, uh, in, in in terms of ideas, this is this is pretty much sticking to to the form of uh, an expanded universe novel, post Jedi, uh, before the Disney buyout of Lucasfilm Mm
0: -hmm. so you keep you mentioned the the previous expanded universe explain what that means
1: so uh, when Disney bought uh, Star Wars in 2013 uh, they they simply decided to do away with the expanded with anything that was part of the expanded universe before uh, a certain cutoff date I'm, I'm not entirely sure what what that date was but they, they basically said that uh, the, the six movies, the Clone Wars cartoon and the Rebels cartoon are the only things that are canon and then anything published after that cutoff date in 2013, whatever whatever that was, is, is also canon.
0: So new novels are canon and the, co- the new comics are canon and all that. But, right. Um, comics. But, but, it, but it's the stuff that, that they've had some, some oversight on.
1: Well, it's it's not entirely perfect because some some novels came out right after that cutoff date that were clearly written before the cutoff date mm. by people who who really could not foresee that that this was was going to happen. Um, but more more or less, yes, Jeff. Uh,
2: Jeff, yes. Okay. I had heard that. Yeah, it, it was cut off. It's no longer. But they might be able. They might. From time to time, grab something from there and bring it back into canon. Mm -hmm. But I read at this point in time, it is not officially canon.
0: Yeah, I think the safe assumption is just assume anything that you've read from the expanded universe prior to, what what did you say, 2013 is not canon until Mm -hmm. they tell you otherwise. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay.
1: Which, which, which really puts the the uh, the the old Republic MMO in an, in an odd state because the, the the old Republic is a is a huge part of the Star Wars expanded expanded mm. universe that, that lots of people like and they have an MMO right now uh, but yeah. is that canon or not who knows who really mm. does, does it does it really matter because it takes for, takes place four thousand years before the events of
2: right.
1: a new hope so does it really matter that that's Canon or not
2: and from what I heard, and puts the RP- the old West End Games RPG in a weird situation, because from what I hear, the Rebels series uses a lot of elements from the Star Wars West End Games RPG. And
1: yes! Oh, yeah, with the Inquisitors and all that, right? They, they just had an episode with an with a Imperial Interdictor cruiser, which was a huge part of the of the of the eu it was it was basically a ship that could that could that could pull a, a, another ship out of out of hyperspace and i i'm pretty sure it was introduced in the in the rpg so that gms could could use these things to set to set traps hmm. and, and and whatnot and one showed up in an episode of rebels so it's 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 canon now
0: yeah and and i as i understand it just from a little um wikipedia um that the inquisitors that show up in rebels were also um Something that came in through the RPG because they wanted people to be able to fight Sith without having to break the rules about how many Sith there usually are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the the West End Games uh, RPG was was really responsible for for defining and and fleshing out the universe early on. Mm. uh they they sort of gave people an an idea of of the size and scope of of the the empire and the the rebellion and all, and all these different factions and and fleshed out various uh alien alien cultures the 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 EU that that we think of starting with 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 the Thrawn trilogy didn't didn't really get off the ground until until the 90s but uh west end games was 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 out there in in 1987 so they were they were a bit Ahead of of the pack, so to speak.
0: Okay. I, well, and I have very little idea about what you're talking about, but I did just happen to buy the the um, comic collection of the Thrawn series, so I'll look forward to seeing what that's about. Excellent. Comixology had uh, one one day of their big Star Wars build up thing. They had one day the day, four days away where, mm-hmm. uh, but they put a bunch of collections on sale for four dollars. And I'm like, oh well, this twenty five dollar omnibus edition for four bucks. N- I'll check that out. Mhm. So, there we yep. go. But none of this has to do with Star Wars Aftermath because that's in the new canon. Yes it is. All right. So, new canon. Um the book is kind of set up into thirds. To my but, mind anyway.
2: Yeah, well, there's there's three major acts like in stories, but it is in the book, there's part one, part two, part three, and there's a part
0: four. Yeah, but part four really is, 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 is an extension of part f- three, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I it? feel like, like it was part one, you're introduced to all the characters. Part two, the characters get together as, and become a party. Part three and four, and then they do stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, basically, it's act one, act two, and act three of any sort of movie and all that. Mm. It was very, in many ways, very formulaic. Like, th- there were not a lot of surprises once you figured out that, oh, part one is you meet a bunch of people, part two is they get together.
2: Well, reading it and listening, to it because I got the, uh, the audio book mm-hmm. just recently and it was fun with does, I have to Does – as a side thing, does all the uh, audiobooks that you guys listen to have, like, sound effects and no. music? No. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that later. But mm-hmm. I found- we can get back to that. I found that for the story has lots of elements that were similar to A New Hope. You had just position of the two, the initial scene, and where Wedge gets captured, almost by the Star Destroyers, like those, with the one in the final scene when the space battle as uh Admiral Ray Sloan is trying to escape, and they're all attacking there's a big space battle so which is similar to in a new hope when your curling freighter gets attacked and start and at the end the death star battle you also have mm-hmm. fun droids that are there and there that are because mr. Bones who is a bow droid we're, i i fun was really enjoying uh, but you, you have a both, as we said, a ragtag team mm-hmm. of characters that randomly end up and then have to infiltrate a base to do something.
0: Yeah, and I really liked the a lot of the characters. Like, the, the combination of characters they had ended up being kind of a really fun part. Mm-hmm. Like, that was probably my favorite part of the whole book was the characterization of the different people. Like, I bought... I believed all of them, um, and, and they all kind of acted in a way that I, I was entertained by and I wanted to know more about them and I wanted to mm-hmm. see them do more things um, you know there, yeah, are, even- some other, there are some other there are story elements that were okay um, and if you want to bring up the audiobook, because that's also how, how I consumed this story um, I found the dramatization and the sound effects to be distracting and unnecessary so yeah. did you have a different experience? Uh yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I thought the
1: the the audio the audiobook was was uh fantastic. I thought the narrator did did a great job. I thought the narrator uh, did good. I just didn't like with, the music in the background. Um well, I I don't know what to tell you. I guess different folks <laughs> for for different folks. I I didn't I didn't find it uh at all. Distracting. This this was also my my second listen through. Okay. I, I I think I think I absorbed uh, more of the plot my my second time. Yeah, through. I think that
0: would have, probably would have been good yeah. too. Yeah,
2: but, I read uh, it. Yeah, me. I read it the book physically, read it twice before, and then I just got today. This can before the show I was watch, listening, and I got to. Chapter Seven with the audiobook, and I was entertained with the music. It felt like it
0: felt like a movie experience. I mm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: see. and I, I thought it um, sounded. It came off more like um, you know nineteen thirties, nineteen forties radio shows with the uh, the foley artists and whatever. And there's a place for that, but I, I'm trying to absorb story at this point, and I'm being distracted by by songs and and background noises and things. Oh, maybe maybe you should have read the print novel. Well, apparently I should have, but I didn't yeah. realize I was getting an audio drama when I got it. So
1: Yeah, Star Star Wars audiobooks are always lavishly produced.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, Lucasfilm and and Disney, they've they've got the money to to hire talented artists and and, and uh, st- sound effects crew so they they go yeah,
0: they all do. all out and they own the licensing they don't have to pay somebody mm-hmm. to get the music and all that yep yep
1: so can can, can we talk about ab- about the characters because I think I think that's the, one one of the best things about this the, this 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 book is is the amount of diversity uh, in 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 the characters we we have uh, a a um, we we have a female rebel who's who's a who's a pilot and 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 a mother. Uh, she's a single mother, but that's because her husband is dead or possibly in mm-hmm. imperial jail. Uh, we we have a, a, a female Zabrak uh, bounty hunter. Um, we we have the rebel pilot's teenage son, and we have a uh, gay ex imperial, mm-hmm. um, and. Nor Nora Wexley's uh, sister—that—that's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's the rebel pilot. Her, her sister is is a uh, lesbian and and is and is in a happy married uh, re- relationship. Uh, the villain uh, Ray Sloan uh, is is a black woman, uh, and uh, all all throughout throughout this book, there's there's.
0: Uh, How do you know she's a black woman? Do they say that? They say that. Yes. Okay. I just again I was she's, distracted, she's a, so I may have just missed all, it.
2: She's a, she's a smart woman too. She's out with stuff, and you see that very early on. There's like figures a few things out, and she feels really good.
1: Yeah, she 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 feels like a villain that you 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 almost want to like. Um, I mean, this 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 whole book seems like it's really setting up a lot of. Future ed, ed, adventures and mm-hmm. by by the end of it you you really want to see where all these characters are, are are going even even Ray Sloan, who by the end of it doesn't even really seem like she's the main villain but we'll no,
0: we find we'll out.
1: we'll get to that to that later yeah but um to to my point about uh, the diversity it, um th- throughout this this novel it 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 flashes to various uh, other locations around. Uh, around around the galaxy, and gives us uh, snippets of j- j- just what what other people are going through in the in the aftermath uh, of, of of the of the of the rebel victory. And, and you've you've got like a a soldier coming home to his his family, and just discovering that his his brother is is, is on the opposite side of politics uh, from from him. And there's there's the fallout from 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 that. Um, you, you have a surprisingly, uh, feminist, uh, gangster. Uh, there's, so there's, there's like a 15 year old boy who like comes to him, uh, in, in this scene and the, the boy's like, I saved your, your woman. And the gangster's like, she's not my woman. You can't own a, own a woman, <laughs> which, you know, it's just kind of surprising coming out, out of the mouth of a, of a gangster on, on level 13, 13 of Coruscant, you, you've got, um, another boy who's part of the ankle biter brigade who, who, mm-hmm. who just casually mentions his two, two fathers.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, this book has, has a lot of, uh, not white, not male, not straight people in it. Uh, which, uh, when it came out, drew a lot of, f- of fire from the people who like to get loud and obnoxious about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I,
0: I think I think it's think it's great, and and at the same time, like it was done well. Like it wasn't like all of the diversity uh, and all of the things you just mentioned. At no point in time did I ever feel like any of those things were the point. Right. You know, it, there was the one moment when when the bounty hunter um, propositioned our ex-imperial, and he had to explain to to her that he's not interested because he's gay. Um, but beyond that, one sort of joke, three fourths of the way through, um, at no point in time was the diversity the point. It was just uh, a, a matter of, of the fact of how things worked, mm-hmm. which I think is, I think went, was really good because that's not the point, right? People it are just showed,
2: people. It showed one of the strength that there is of the Star Wars universe, which is was them fighting off versus a xenophobic. The empire, while well, there were multitude of races and species and mm-hmm. people, and so
1: even okay. even even the empire is slowly presented as a little more uh, egalitarian in the in the twenty first century. It's, right. it's they're they're still xenophobic. They they hate uh, aliens, but there's it's it's been shown that there are women in those uh, stormtrooper armor and and there's there's clearly uh people people of color serving
0: mm-hmm.
1: um if if you want to read a uh a, a, another great novel all all about uh what life is like inside the empire i recommend i th- i think it's uh Falling Stars which is which is a uh teen uh romance that 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 came out at about the same time as Aftermath
0: mm-hmm. okay now, here's one of the you, – and you mentioned in your description of the, the various different characters that um, our, our bounty hunter is a Zabrak. Uh, and, and Chuck Wendig does this kind of thing a lot where he throws out what alien race people are. Um, but oftentimes not being necessarily familiar with the EU, um, I found those names – Meaningless. <laughs> well, that's
1: that's not just Wendig. Uh, Star Wars novels have that problem often. Yeah, uh, Zabrak. Zabrak is the race I believe Darth Maul. That, that 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 Darth Maul was, which yes. I
0: just found out because I, I googled it while we were chit chatting.
1: Right, and you you just sort of learn these things like as you read the
0: novels, just right.
1: like you learn what a what a mythol is,
0: and you and you never have to learn those things when you're watching the movies because you can just right. see what they are. Right. So. Yeah.
2: Well, cool. It's, it's 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 a standard for all any type of IP as you say universe where you have multiple inbred species all that. Mm. I mean.
1: Yeah, this 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 novel could have benefited from one of those glossaries that they used to stick in the back of like mm. for, Forgotten Realms novels and stuff.
0: Yeah, and if Uh, anything, I would argue that that it's even more necessary to add some extra help like that with a Star Wars novel because people are familiar with the universe, but they don't necessarily – I mean, depending obviously with your level of familiarity, you may not necessarily know all of the different pieces of it uh, uh, and and what each alien race is or whatever, whereas in the Forgotten Realms, if somebody mentions, oh, that's an elf – that doesn't need to be described necessarily, right? Because right. people have a vision of what an elf is. Now, if you mention a mythal, they probably are in the novel going to tell you what it is. They're not just going to toss off the idea of, of, of a mythal and then move on. Or if there's an unusual sort of um, race that pops up, they're probably going to, you know, hey, that's a Shatter Kai, and then just move on. There'll they're, probably be at least a, a line in there to, to help people along. But. Um, I, I, one, I got very few of those, you know, in the in this novel, and so yeah, just something I, I had to to think on, and because I was listening to it instead of reading it, it's not like I could just stop and Google it real quick.
1: Well, maybe maybe it's to in, encourage you to, to to buy one of the many many uh, large Star Wars encyclopedias and uh, encyclopedias, yes.
2: Well, there's also the Wikipedia that exists that has all the Star Wars right. knowledge.
1: That's yep. my
0: encyclopedia for Star, Star
1: Wars. Starwars.wikia.com. It's a it's a indispensable indispensable resource for any anyone uh, exploring the expanded universe
0: right on so have we gone through all of the characters more or less uh, Nora Wexley Temen
1: Wexley uh, that's 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 the mother and and, and, and son, son. Uh, Jazz Jazz Amari the the bounty hunter and Sinjar Rathfelis the the ex-imperial loyalty officer uh, who was who was my favorite character because he was always drunk. Uh, Ray, Ray Sloan, the villain, and her, her cadre of various uh, Imperial uh, uh, officers. I, I could name them all, but...
0: Uh. And and Bones, or Mr. Bones, or whatever he was. Yes, the, Mr. The Bones.
1: Mr. Bones was
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was another... Um. Thing oh, part, part
1: way through we there's there's a there's a rebel pilot there's there's an, another rebel pilot that crash lands on the on the planet. Uh, Jom
2: Burrell, I think. Yeah, that's who yeah. I was going
0: to talk about because this guy kind of shows up. I, I didn't even feel like it was halfway through. It was like almost towards the end of this guy kind of yeah. shows up and one of
2: those elite to be able to go and actually help out in this situation. And well, and by help I, out you mean
0: almost shoot down the ship that they're in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, but m- most of them, most of the of the units got killed off, except for that guy who was. He didn't do much. He was more like a supporting just their character. Mm-hmm. Because most of the main protagonists basically executed everything. They're like, oh, and they're done. But then again, Akbar, who was leading the rebels' troops. Didn't know that it was because it was all cut off by the Imperials.
0: Well, and and um, th- and the reason I think this guy becomes was a, um what was his first name? Uh, Jom. Jom. Okay, like, I keep wanting to just like call him like
1: Tom, but with, but
0: with a J. I keep wanting to call him like John, like J O H N. But yeah, it's oh, Jom. It's, it's, so yeah. John Burrell, uh, I felt like was kind of slowly faded into the story for us because at the end, it feels like he sort of joins the party.
1: Yeah. I think you know? he was inter- introduced to tie up some, some um, plot holes that, that Wendig was having problems with, that but it, it, it sounds like we're, we're going to learn
0: more about him in right. in the next book. I think, yeah, I think in the, in future books, it sounds like he'll be part of the group.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But other characters that are more tied to the original series, there's Wedge and Telliz. Mm-hmm who pretty much is the, the princess who's been captured that everyone's going to try to rescue. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, a, that's a funny way of, way of looking at it, but mm-hmm. yeah. That works out.
0: Although, <laughs> uh, although him being captured brings up an interesting uh, point slash question I have. Um, yeah. How horrible is the security on Imperial Star Destroyers? Like uh, horrible th- throughout the movies, and then in this book, um, people like just land ships on the star destroyers and then sneak away and are never found <laughs> for hours on end. They will search all over the star destroyer for them. It's like this. It seems like there should be a large military population there. How is that? One of, not-
1: <laughs> one of the defining one of the defining features of the empire is their incredible ineptitude. <laughs> Apparently. I mean you you've got stormtroopers that famously cannot hit the broadside of a of a of a barn and and the novels and and movies are are full of people just fast talking
0: their their way past any any situation they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. In fact that brought, brought up an interesting point too. Uh, I liked when they first introduced Mr. Bones, the 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 what B1 battle droid that you might know from uh, episode 1. Yes. Right? They introduce him and um the characters that that are being threatened by him are like what are you talking about a B1 battle droid? Like these are the only things in the universe less feared than a stormtrooper. What are you th-? you know? Of course, it's gone through significant modifications. Right.
1: Uh the the B1 uh Battle Droid, for 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 the listeners uh, also known as 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 clankers are those robots from the prequel trilogy that that say "Roger, Roger." Right. That's what they are. But this this one's got like actual chicken bones, I think, like grafted to its frame and just looks really scary and in the in the audiobook just has this really
0: creepy voice that mm-hmm. that just completely sells sells the character. And they um and he's also modified his his programming as well, right? He talks about uh, later in the book um, the things, that, the different combat routines that he's added. There's some little <laughs> there's some little um, mentions of specific like uh, bits of lore uh, that I think I remember catching.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, Temin says that it's something like a like a cocktail of of all these things, and and then uh, some exotic dancers throw
0: it th- th- right. <laughs> Just, just for fun, <laughs> right? And and our, our ex-imperial is like, oh, that that explains the uh, the gracefulness I saw in it, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sinjir, yes. Sinjir, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. I always remember the beginning of his name and can't figure out how it all finished Sinjir it
1: off. Rath Sinjir Rathvillis, ex-ex imperial lo- loyalty officer
0: so the, and, the...
1: and 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 full full
0: time drunk. Yeah, and full time drunk. <laughs> Who didn't even really want to be a rebel, right? He kind of stumbled into it and figured, well. Forget it. I hate the Empire anyway. I might as well, I, I might as well act against right? him. He's a survivor. His, He's a character that wants just to survive
2: and he, was going to see, oh, t- he saw the tides were t- changing, so he went and joined, took the identity of a rebel to, so he could survive.
0: Yeah, although the point he makes is he always hated the Empire, even when he was an Imperial. But that was part of being a loyalty officer, right? Is that mm-hmm. he his job was to see the weakness in others um, and to to punish them for or whatever for that weakness in order to inspire their loyalty, mm-hmm. um, and that led to him seeing the weakness in the Empire as a whole. And so he just looks at the Empire and sees all the horrible and 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 uh, and weak and whatever things about the Empire. So he's he's because his job is to specifically hate things. He learned to hate his own, his own empire.
1: That's, that's a good explanation of his, his motivations. Cause b- before I, but b- before you said that I, I wasn't really sold on his motivations for switching sides. even, even, even though I liked the character,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it, it, it just seemed to me like he had run away from the battle of Endor and then, and then gotten drunk and then had a change of heart because he's, he's basically a good, a good person. Like he's 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 not just I I I don't think he's just an an opportunist who wants to survive. I think the book makes it clear that he's basically a good a a good person, but I I appreciate your insight Jeff into
0: his mo- mo- motivations a, a little further. Well, and I think he mentioned that specifically at one point, so I'm just right. happy I caught something and remembered it. <laughs> so. You did. Yay, go me. So, um what do we like? What do we not like? I mean, I think we've kind of talked about some of these things anyway, but but what stood out to us? What story elements um played well?
1: I liked the haunted droid factory in the catacombs,
0: okay. What were those creatures? Uh, I weren't they just droids. No, so been- it was. It was. They thought it was droids, and then it turned out it was some sort of creature that were actually like scavenging droid parts and wearing them.
1: Uh, I think I was trying to look them up, but I couldn't remember okay. the name. I didn't know if they were an established it's, thing. So it started with like a U or an O. Yeah, it it, it didn't sound familiar to me, okay. but I I just thought that they were like creepy droids, like like the. Like the like the mutant toys from from Toy Story, they 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 kind of like, come off that way. Yeah, Eric, what was what was your favorite part?
2: I enjoyed the whole book in, in, in general, but I also like from from a D and D or RPG perspective the whole parsing the interludes between it to show that there's a mm-hmm. bigger galaxy, which could be a useful tool in any sort of game to go like between scenes that you're playing. You present another part that is happening in the, in the, in the, in the setting so that way it can possibly entice the players, oh, this is happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think my favorite part was actually that theme that I mentioned really early on when, when you were explaining the story, Jeff, uh, is that there, there is this definite theme, um, not just of wondering about the future, but a very specific theme of, is the new Republic just going to become the new Empire? That are we going? Now that we got rid of the big evil thing, are we going to be the big evil thing? This and Mm -hmm. it shows up in the interludes of you know, don't treat the prisoners this way, don't march them through the streets, don't do these kinds of things. Um, But it also it it, both sides in the main storyline on Akiva mentioned this concept as well. Akbar talks about it at one point. um, We you know that we need to make sure we do things better than the Empire did because we don't want to become the new Empire and many people Mm -hmm. who just assume that they will
1: moment and, and to that you you, you see lots of eg- examples of, of how, how the rebels are are different. You you see people rising up and being good and being being the best person
0: that, that that they can that that they can be. At the same time though you you do see those moments where they're maybe not going so far as the Empire, but you you can certainly see this as being step one along that road right you you see people who have who
1: have suffered from the from from the war just just cuz the war happened to come through their
0: through their neighborhood mm-hmm. and, and getting revenge and and yeah mhm or or the marching the soldier the the prisoners through the streets and and you know all that mhm so it's 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 an interesting theme because um, it's it's realistic. Like I think back to to the, the the narratives I teach my students as a history teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm and I see that of well, you know, uh, the French Revolution, for example, right? Good job, you successfully overthrew the king and replaced it with the Reign of Terror. Like, yes, was was that a win? I don't know. And then you successfully got rid of the Reign of Terror and ended up with Napoleon, who's basically just a king. But more arrogant you know <laughs> so uh, and, yeah. and then they finally got rid of Napoleon and replaced him with a king and you know so it's just over and over again over again right. cycles of um, the thing that you think is going to save you could certainly just become the next thing that you hate i I, I recall someone posting on on Facebook a, a photograph
1: from um, uh, the 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 end of World World War II, just a a parade in the in the middle of New York City and there's this uh, pyramid of German German helmets, and it's 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 mm. kind of like a a propaganda type mm-hmm. type of thing, and it's 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 kind of creepy to think that we're that we
0: did and still do behave like like that. Well, and and it's it's natural, basic human nature to behave like that, um, but it also continues and per- perpetuates this a cycle mm-hmm. sometimes, so.
2: Jeff, in answer to your question about the droid factory, the creatures are known as teens, and after that was their first appearance. Oh, no, okay. I just checked them on the Wikipedia. How do you how do you spell that? U U G T E E N. They're pale, near humans who reside on the planet Akiva. They were usually kept in jungles, canyons, and caves, although some live in abandoned droid factory in the catacombs beneath the city of Myra. They wear they wore battle droid pl- parts as armor. There you go. Cool. So, but yes. The... Yeah, for the changes for the rebels and all that, you also see, like, M- Monto making the decision to cut most of the uh, the, the military mm-hmm. to, be, to show to be different. Uh, you, that stru- structure of helmets you saw, Jeff, of... Based on World War II, you see something similar in the book, one of the interludes, where they have a bunch of Stormtrooper helmets painted of different colors. So. Although
1: that, that, that might actually be referenced to a... There, there was a real-world um, advertising thing where Disney commissioned like a bunch of artists to paint Stormtrooper helmets. hmm
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, then, and then posted them on like Instagram and whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: all right so um any other i guess thoughts we want to we want to discuss on this book before we sort of put a pin in it so at the at the very end of the book
1: it's it's revealed that uh ray sloan has been working for the grand high admiral and we're am i am i getting the getting the title right uh, we're we never told his name, but I, I think uh, Chuck Wendig wants us to think that this is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh okay. I don't I don't know if it will turn out to be uh, Admiral Thrawn. I don't know if, if Disney wants to reintroduce that character into the the universe. But that that moment where where we're introduced to the the Grand High High Admiral. Uh, I, I think was supposed to be a sort of sort of nod to the fans that everyone really wants to see Thrawn come back.
0: Mm. See, I, th- I thought it was. Um, there's a lot uh, in this story that sort of. Um, is not the same story that we've seen before lots of times, but certainly has elements that we've seen before. And one of those is you've got the big bad guy, and it turns out there's always another big bad guy who's who's actually in charge, right? So you've got Vader that you think is the big bad guy, but it turns out there's an emperor who, who's guiding Vader. Um, mm-hmm. And so this sort of felt like the same sort of thing. Or the um, you know infiltrating the the... The Star Destroyer, or you know, all these things, these elements that we've certainly seen um, lots of times. Um, right. You know, it, the, the um, I've been captured and I'm escape- and I've uh, I've been captured by the enemy, and I'm going to use that to my advantage and get what I want, and actually, it gets me for- closer to my goal, not further. You know,
1: uh, I mean, that's that's not even just Star Wars novels. That's no. any action yeah. ad- adventure novel. You can you can find that sort of sort of thing.
0: No, but these are also very specific things fr- that that are elements in the movies. Mm-hmm. That that very clearly are showing up here, um, sort of, and and I don't, and they're being used in a different way and whatever, and so I'm not, it's not mm-hmm. a, a disparaging thing. If anything, I feel like these are the elements that make it feel like a Star Wars story because this is the kind of stuff that happens in Star Wars stories. Here. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, that's one of the things. I when I saw that uh, in the book, I just checked the title. They just give the name of Fleet Admiral, but. uh, it, yeah, it makes Ray Sloan the Vader of the piece, mm-hmm. and the well, I, 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 th- I don't I don't know that she's quite Vader. She's she's not nearly as oh no no. no. As, but, she's, but she's but she's serving powerful. that role. Yeah, the, the role of the second in command and is orchestrating mm-hmm. stuff that was the current first bad guy, right? Kind of like in A New Hope, Vader was the first bad guy.
0: Well, and right. the and the the real villain, right? The manipulator behind the scenes is has a very sort of Sith like um, mentality about these things, right? He sent her off to do this mission, and he's like, "Well, I don't, I didn't know if you were going to live, but if you did, great, you're the one, right? You're the one that I needed. You're you're going to be my lieutenant, whatever, right? And and that feels very similar to the way the Sith work, right? The the Sith master w- would. You know, Palpatine would send Vader off to things that could very well end up getting Vader killed. But if he didn't, it's a survival of the fittest thing, you know. And and so now oh. I know I'm better off because of it.
1: Yeah, Th- Th- Thrawn was not a was was not a Sith. He was he was just the the sort of perfect uh, strategist. Everything was was like a chess game game to him. He was. Yeah, and I
0: don't know that this guy is a Sith, but he certainly has right. a similar attitude. Sure, I could I could see that. cool all right so any other uh thoughts on the book or should we speculate about where things are going or make connections to uh to to D &D audience people what where do we want to go right now we can we can
1: do all those things i've 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 got all 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 night
0: (laughs) i don't have all night but we can certainly get into some of these things so let's, let's start with speculation where do we think this is going and we've talked a little bit about that, right? I I, I think we've now formed a party. We've added the um, John at the end there, who's going to, I think, be part of the party, and they're going to what run missions for the for the I guess not rebellion for the new republic.
1: Hmm. Well, the, I I I think we're probably going to try to find out what happened to
0: Nora Wexley's husband. Mm, right. That was a, a goal they wanted to do, is uh, and they even had some some breadcrumbs, right, to, mm-hmm. to lead them on a path.
1: And we're we're probably going to find out more about this fleet admiral.
0: Sure. I'm pretty
1: pretty sure pretty sure Ray, Ray Sloan is going to show up up again. Yeah.
0: So, do we have any speculation that there will eventually be a Sith connection that would tie us into what we're going to see in Episode Seven?
1: I, I I don't think I don't think the fleet admiral is 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 a Sith.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I think I think Wendig wants him to be Thrawn. I don't know if he'll be allowed to make, to make him, him Thrawn, thorn. but uh I, I think I think that was the intention when Mr. Wendig introduced this this character. I I do not think that he will be a force user. I th- I think he'll he'll just be a military strategist guy.
0: Although that said, I mean, if the purpose of this series is to bridge the gap between 6 and 7, um it would be nice if that bridging of the gap also helped to, uh, helped us explain how we went from all the Sith are gone to now there's evil Force users again.
1: If you, if, if you notice, there there really aren't any Jedi in this in this book. There's no
0: Force u- use anywhere in the story, is there?
1: Except except near the very end, we get a hint that Nora might be Force sensitive. Yeah, there's
0: I, I, kind of there's, well, I, but but not because they use the she uses it really just. She she she's able to pilot
1: by intuition by right. by letting go and using her oh my stupid computer. She she's able to pilot by intuition by by letting go and 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 using her uh letting letting her f-
0: feelings guide her. Mm-hmm. Well, and you could argue she did the same thing when she crashed crashed the tie fighter and she just sort of slammed on the panel wishing she could figure out where the um if th- that there was an ejector seat and she found one.
1: Yeah, she she crashes a TIE fighter twice in this, in this book. Yes. <laughs> these, these, these ships, which are supposed to be uh, death traps, she, she manages to survive twice. So yep. I guess the Force is with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, certainly that could be. And uh, other than that, the only indication we have in this entire book that there is a thing called the Force is that they, they mention uh, Luke, right, as sort of the poster child of, of the New mm-hmm. Republic. Which is but, one that I
2: like also is the fact that mention they mention it but they keep it as a mysterious thing because then no but not many people have experienced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean it is pure legend that the emperor was a, a set mhm
0: yeah and actually that's one of the interesting in fact that ties in um what did i see recently that um so, I think there was a conversation going on in the last few weeks about, maybe even the last month or so, uh, about how many, what, why do people think of the Jedi and whatever as being so mysterious and, and um, legends and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. be, you know, when they're clearly all over the place when you watch the movies, right? Um yeah, and and the gap between episode 3 and episode 4 is about 20 years. Right. And so there's big gaps in time and then there's also somebody well, somebody did the math and said, well, if if there are x number of inhabited planets in the galaxy of Star Wars and the empire is x size based on this data that we have or this reference that we have or whatever, it would have about, you know, y number of people. And then, if you look at the number of of Jedi out there, it's so infinitesimally small that the mm-hmm. vast, vast majority of people, like ninety nine percent of people, would have never seen a Jedi before. So it would be kind of legendary, you know?
1: Yeah, I, in in most of the novels that I've I've, I've read, a, a a person's attitude towards the the Jedi uh, really just 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 Depends on the the needs of the story and sure. and the author at, at the time. Kind of like how um, the the relative speed of starships is very ill defined. Starships take exactly as long as they need to to get where they're going, and beyond that, we don't really worry about it.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think that's absolutely true.
1: There's there's a lot of things in the in the Star Wars universe that are very nebulous, nebulously defined, and just how big. The Jedi Order was just how big the Empire was. Th- those types of hard numbers things are never really well defined in any sources that, that that I've read, and that's that's just to keep things open so that you can tell any story story that you really right. really want to.
0: And that makes sense. And and of course we're going to have a a vision of the Jedi that's inflated because um, that's what stories are told about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um we, we we as an audience, are very familiar with the Jedi because that's who the stories follow. Mm-hmm. Like hmm except, except for this story. Except for this story, which has <laughs> Luke mentioned. But even right. this story, right? We were just talking about how of all, you know, if, if the number of Force users is so small and then, the, you know, one of them happens to be this person, maybe. And didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So. She's too old to be trained, though, right?
1: Uh, that's what... <laughs> That's what Yoda says, but you know, to me, uh, the the Star Wars, uh, if 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 you look at both Star Wars trilogies t- together, they're all about how Yoda's really wrong about lots of things. <laughs> he, he was right about Anakin. He was right about Anakin, and yet they still took him into the Order anyway.
0: Well, yeah, but that wasn't on him. He said no. <laughs> In that one instance, if they had listened to Yoda, it all would have worked out differently.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm Then we wouldn't have, then we wouldn't have the, these stories.
0: That's true. <laughs> okay, so, so let's get to the last bit here, the last question I kind of wanted to, to ask, which is – this book is unusual for us to discuss, right? Because we talk about D&D novels and this is very much not a D&D novel. So why might this book be of interest to a D&D reader?
1: Are, are we going to start a spinoff podcast where we review all the Star Wars novels? Because I
0: would totally be down for that. Um, you're going to start a spinoff podcast where you review all the Star Wars novels. <laughs> and I'm going to listen to the heck out of it.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll do that when you set up a Patreon so that people can give me money so I can quit my job. <laughs> there you go.
0: We'd have to have a really but, successful Patreon to make that happen.
2: But back to the question. It's useful for D&D because... Uh, Star Wars has lots of the tropes that you find in d and d you have the like as we went know you have this ragtag group mm-hmm. of of adventurers who meet up through luck or purpose from from a narrative purpose and see there's something in trouble they go they Go into this base, so there's a dungeon crawling that, that, that happened in this, mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. Go in close. They have some bunch of action scenes. Some of them might be have some ma- magic, if we're thinking Nora and mm. the Force. So you have
0: these elements in there that speaks to D&D. Yeah. There's a lot of D&D in it, right? It's a... You form a party. You go on adventures. They find themselves in way over their head, and yet somehow foil the the villain who mm-hmm. should have been, you know, way more powerful than them, and yet somehow they manage to pull off. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: There's 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 not a lot of the uh, leveling up and and acquiring of treasure in in this in this s- s- story, but yeah, you 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 do have a, a lot of the 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 other elements of D
0: and D. Definitely. Yeah, I mean and it's not it's not a D&D story so you're not right. going to have all of the elements but I think there are some actu- there's some very like I was surprised especially with the the whole party building thing right mm-hmm. um, I started the the first third of the book and I and I got through it and I'm thinking is this whole book going to be this crazy and disjointed before I figured out the formula of oh no they're just going to introduce characters and then they're going to form a party and then they're gonna, you know and th- do all mm-hmm. that once I figured out what they were doing then then it worked fine um but at first, I'd been like, this is just crazy and disjointed and, and kind of a mess, right?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I felt that way the first time I, I, I mm. listened to it and, and listening to it a second time, definitely, I, I definitely en- enjoyed more. Right, because you knew where it was going. You knew that they were right. going to get together. Yeah. So my, my advice, listeners, listen twice. There you to, go. There, there you
0: go. The story's so nice, you had, you had to listen twice. Well, hey, you get even more for your money that way. Mm-hmm. If, if you read every book two times, you're getting twice the value out of your money.
2: And me, when I was reading it, I was seeing from the start that it was all oh, the introduction of the various characters of a group that so that gets introduced. Because you even see that in the movie. I mean, you first get introduced to to Luke, then Obi Wan, mm-hmm. uh-huh. then you get Han and Chewie get introduced. Oh. Sparse in there. You also have scenes where you get introduced. Well, because even before Luke gets introduced, you get Leia introduced. Mm-hmm. So. hmm
1: and, and and all all throughout the first half of A New Hope, it, it cuts to the bad guys aboard aboard the Death Star. Mm-hmm. You know, having having their their co-
0: conversations, which is consistent with what we see in the movies too, right? Yep. Sometimes the movie follows Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Any other so thoughts? Me, any other last things we want to say about this this book?
1: Well, let me let me ask you, Jeff Greiner, okay. as as someone as someone who is uh, just now dipping his his toe into the Star Wars expanded universe, does does reading this novel make you want to read more? Does it does it make you want to go back and read stuff from before the Disney merger, or does it make you just want to go forward and? Uh, explore the new canon
0: as it as it comes out. So I'm probably more interested in the new canon than the old canon. However, if I can access the old canon in an easily accessible way, then I would certainly be interested in lo- – like I told you I picked up the Thrawn – I forget what the, they call it in the comics – the Thrawn Chronicles or whatever uh-huh. – um, because uh, it was in, in a comic form, right? And I can I can get th- read through that uh, sort of in a leisurely pace and, and get through a lot of story quickly that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so in those kinds of formats, I think I'm interested. If you know, uh, I don't know those.
1: And those those comics follow the uh, Timothy Zahn
0: novels. Yes, yeah, actually, uh, several of the collections of comics specifically say this is based on this series of novels by this guy. Yeah. Excellent. So, so
1: yeah, I would I would definitely recommend reading uh, the Thrawn trilogy by by Timothy Zahn, uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson, mm-hmm. and the X Wing novels by Michael Stackpole. Okay, some of those are good, some of those are are not so good, but they will definitely lay the groundwork for uh, the everything
0: mm-hmm. that float flowed, flowed out of it. Okay, uh, and then in terms of going forward, like. Uh, I'm I'm interested in picking up the next book because I really like the characters. Um, at the same time, there's a lot that we didn't get here um, that I kind of was interested in, and and huh. maybe I will, and maybe I won't, in, uh in future books. Um, I'm I also recognize I'm, I'm self aware enough to recognize that I'm also kind of caught up in the Star Wars hysteria, yeah. <laughs> so I'm really right. excited about Star Wars right now. What, what did we not get that you were hoping for? Um, we saw what's going on between the the uh, New Republic and the Empire, in uh, you know in this one system at most, right? I'm kind of right. curious what's going on politically, I guess, at a larger sense. Um, what's going on with our with our main characters from the movies a little bit? Well, um, we we, I, we know that there's a new Senate
1: forming on Chandrila, which is which is Mon Mothma's home, home world. So that that's what's going
0: on. Uh, politically, we, 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 yeah, we're getting we get that, those, that, that real yeah. sort of 20,000 foot view. Um, I'm just kind of, I, you know, I just kind of want to know more, like, and, and at the same time, I don't, I'm not disparaging this book mm-hmm. for not giving that to us because you tell stories, ba- you know, around small, you tell small stories around the people that are there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and so I, I, know, I want to see it grow. I want to see them grow. I want to see their importance grow and the things that they get involved in grow. Um, so you I see, don't know. I,
1: I I'm, I'm about 70%. 70%? Yeah. To to what what you said, Jeff. I'm 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 personally I I'm I'm happy they went with uh new new characters cuz the mm-hmm. the expanded universe uh has has mostly been about Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and sure. Leia for the last uh 20 years and we I mean, it seems like every time the galaxy is threatened, those three people had to go out and, and, and save, save it. it. And, then, and then they had kids, and their kids were saving, sa- saving the galaxy. And uh, the, the story of what happens to Luke, Leia, and Han after Return of the Jedi has, has basically been told
0: in, right. those, in those books. And, I, it, and then it thrown out because it's not canon anymore.
1: And, and it, it turned out it wasn't really a great story. It, it sure. turns out they they had more adventures, and well, their adventures were okay, but not as exciting as the
0: adventures in the movies. Sure, no, and I'm glad they used they didn't use those characters either. I guess um, I'm not. I guess I don't know what I want more, um, but but and I'm and I'm glad they didn't use those characters because we know those characters are going to show up in the movie. And I certainly mm-hmm. don't want to follow their story all the way to the movie. Right? I want there to be a sense of mystery when I go into that movie. Um, and to be like, oh, this is what's going on, and let let that let their story play out there, right? And I'm sure. There.
1: I'm sure once episode nine is out, uh, novelists will will have we'll a field day, yeah, closing closing in the in the gaps for the next 20, 25, 30, 30 years, sure.
0: Well, and if Disney has their ways, we'll have another what twenty five, thirty movies by then.
2: Yeah, well, we were supposed to have the movie that's linking to how they got the plans to the Death Star.
1: Yes, Rogue,
2: Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Starring the
1: lady who played uh, Black Cat in Amazing Spider Man 2, except she wasn't Black Cat. And she was only <laughs> in the movie for, for five minutes. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. This seems to have. In the Are book- we going to see Minnie Bothans die in that movie? I hope so. <laughs> I hate those bots. If there weren't many Bothans dying in that movie, I, I, I'm going to be very disappointed in Akbar.
1: Ratty furballs.
0: Wasn't it? was it an Akbar that said many Bothans died to get these us?
1: That was Mon Mothma.
0: Oh, that was Mon Mothma. Okay.
1: Ak- Akbar said, "It's a trap."
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that. Although, for, this for is me- off topic, but have you seen the bad lip reading of the original trilogy that came out on YouTube? But like yesterday or today. Uh I, I have not yet. Okay, so there's a YouTube channel called Bad Lip Reading and they, they take you know, oh, T V shows or movies or sometimes they'll do sporting events or whatever, and then they lip read um what it looks like they're saying on top of, of what's there, right? Akbar's a puppet, so he could just be saying almost anything. Right. He, he could be, and, and they do that, right? With Darth <laughs> Vader, they actually have Jack Black doing the voice of Darth Vader, and he's saying all kinds oh, of oh, stuff, right? But for Akbar, because he's fish-like, they just have him going, blub, 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 blub. <laughs> for the whole thing, it's kind of hilarious. There, there's been oh, videos Akbar. of Darth Vader
2: still being spoken by James Earl Jones, but pr- taking lines from his other movies.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. More
2: upbeat and all that, and rather than those. Uh, which is those, those. But, now we've gone really far afield, then. Yeah. <laughs> Any We're last not, thoughts yeah. on the book? There, there's feels of links to The Force Awakens because there is a character in one of the interludes that is buying uh, Vader's lightsaber or he's told that it is is well. Um, yeah those those
1: might be like what what become the the kylo ren
0: people Possibly. yeah or at least it it gives some clue that vader's stuff is out there somewhere maybe
1: or or that that that, that there's a cult that just kind of worships vader and wants him him to come back
0: or yeah Oh yeah, and, and and that was one of the questions that came out when you know in the lead up to Force Awakens too is like we we know the scene from the trailer where they're holding the guys holding uh, Vader's mask and the thought is where'd they get that? Like we saw what happened to Vader's body, right? We saw Vader on indoor being. Oh, burned pieces
1: and- pieces of Vader's armor and his accoutrement show up all the time in the in the EU. I I, I remember reading one young adult novel where the The plot revolved around a villain who had managed to grab uh Darth Vader's glove, like the one he used to force choke people with okay and that like that was his claim to fame that that's what he was gonna use to take power and take over the universe, so that's. Yeah, that stuff happens all, all the
0: time. <laughs> I would think if I'm Luke and I've just burned my father's body on Endor after winning this fight, I would then, like, gather up the ashes and the, the remains and do something <laughs> with them. But okay. Well, so, <laughs> I guess they just learned, scattered them to the four winds. <laughs> yeah,
2: as, we I learn, as we learn in D&D, there's always grave robbers that are going to grab yeah. stuff and try to reanimate and be necromancers. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah
1: and, and, and instead of the eye and hand of Vector. It's the it's the helmet and the glove of Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. Or I could or Luke, you know, twenty years later is down on his luck and he's selling <laughs> Vader parts for him to pay his rent. You know? <laughs> All right. Now we're we're clearly done with this episode, I think.
2: It's, we're gonna go watch the uh five hour of uh Darth Vader being burned replace which is replacing the the annual Yule lock.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to drink uh, whatever uh, Sinjir was, was drinking in that, in that one bar that tasted
0: like uh, paint thinner until uh-huh. it is oozing out my pores. All right. Well, then we're going to call this the end of this episode of the Tome Show Book Club. I want to thank our listeners for using our affiliate links at D&D Classics and Amazon. I also want to thank Jeff Wynn for joining us and bringing us his extensive expanded knowledge. Thank you. (laughs) And if people want to find more of Jeff Wynn, you should go over to thetomeshow.com and find his Appendix In podcast, as well as all the other great Tome Show shows over there. You really should. You really should. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email me at thetomeshow at gmail.com or call the biz line at 919-BizTome. And if you want me to forward any messages to any of these fine gentlemen that joined us, uh, feel free to send that to me there, thetomeshow at gmail.com. That is our thoughts on Star Wars Aftermath. Up next in January and February, we will be reading Ashes of the Tyrant by Show Favorite Aaron M. Evans, following Woo! the events of the Sundering and in the midst of the Rage of Demons storyline, as I recall. We'll be revisiting Farida and Halivar to see what the Tiefling twins are up to. Until then, so keep the, turning the. T- What's that? So, so the aftermath of the Sundering. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Until then, keep turning the page, Tomites.
1: I'm on the wall.